Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not... Our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. He's Andy. I'm Bruce. I'm Andy. That's Bruce. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to back to season 13, Spooky October. Um, It's it's mid-October. We... uh, we're changing things up this season a little bit. Episode two, we've got a Temple's Treasures. I love Temple's Treasures. For those who don't know, Temple's Treasures is a, is an episode we like to do every season where we talk about cards that don't get enough play, don't get enough uh, recognition, I guess. Uh, generally speaking, they're a little niche, but uh, they're old and they have too few decks, if that makes sense. Uh, we got yes. a few rules in this house. Uh, one, first printing before 8th edition. It can be yes. printed after that as well. But if that's the case, it, it really does belong on this list because it's really not seeing enough play. Because the second no. rule is that it's under 2,000 decks on EDHREC.com. Uh, so that just means it's not really seeing a lot of play. Uh right. So we usually pick a color, and we pick a type of card. And so the first five seasons, we did enchantments, I think, and then we did sorceries, and now we're on to instants. Yes. And this week, our color is... Black. Black. Uh, so we brought some nice black instants for you. Uh, just, uh, I guess, as like before we get into it, did you find this to be particularly easy? Because I found it to be treacherous. Piece of cake. Interesting. Turns okay. out, turns out, I ran more black instants in the day than I realized. And when I say in the day, folks, this is back when I was running 60-card casual decks from way back. Um, apparently, I was using more black instants than I was otherwise, because up until now, the instants portions of Temple's Treasures have been a little difficult. Um, The trick with black is black instants are almost all destroy a creature. Mm. And back then, every black, every black instant that said destroy a creature usually said destroy non-black, non-artifact creature. Or if you got a really good one, destroy non-black creature. Almost all of black's instants that destroy creatures nowadays don't have that rider and they probably cost about the same or maybe even less for sure so so call you know so pulling up one of those cards and saying you need to play this more you know i'm not going to tell you that you need to play more terror because you don't yeah there's better options there were like three main categories i saw a lot of these under it was either destroy non-black non uh, destroy non-black artifact whatever you just said uh uh, or it was like x creature or target creature gets minus x minus x or like minus x minus zero type of type of effects or the third one which i'm sure one of us may have one of these uh give essentially target creature fear or intimidate uh right but uh yeah so Without with our, our our initial thoughts out of the way, let's jump right in. What's your first okay. one, Bruce? First one. The first one is a card that honestly, when I saw it, I just about passed over it because I just assumed, oh yeah, sure, everybody's playing this. That it's going to show up in way more than two thousand decks. 
Not even close. I am going to chastise our audience members. If you are running black and you are not running this in any of your decks, if you've never heard of this card, you have made a huge error. Before, I would say there are niche cards and things that, you know, it only goes in a particular deck. It does this, that, or the other. I'm talking about Sabo's Decree. Now, Sabo's Decree, it's, it's T-S-A-B-O apostrophe S Decree. It costs five and a black. It's an instant, obviously. It says, choose a creature type. Uh, target player reveals their hand and discards all creature cards of that type. Then destroy all Ooh. creatures of that type that player controls. They can't be regenerated. Now, I know it says target player, so it's only going after one person. But you want to get rid of the elves? Especially and, late game? Like right. where you have and, six mana? <laughs> and this even hits the people who are smart enough to who are waiting for the mass removal spell because they're holding some of it back in their hand and they're waiting because they know that you know uh, somebody's going to play it and then I'll have to put out these other cards. Well, this one? No, no, we're going to get those ones too. Sabo's Decree is spectacular. I ran it in a lot of decks because, I mean, to be fair, we ran a lot of, uh, a lot of typal decks. And this is, uh, I mean, as soon as, as soon as your meta starts going, starts going typal, if you, if you've got a bunch of, a bunch of guys running goblin decks or elf decks, or even stuff that's a little bit more on the fringe, as long as it's typal, Sabo's Decree is going to come in like a house of bricks and just hammer people because it goes after your hand too. This is a good card. Yeah. And I think like the chances of one out of the three of your opponents having a typal deck are pretty high. Um, I, I don't think that it's, you know, it, it's it's probably going to be more than 50% that at least one of them is playing a typal deck. But even right. so, like, there's probably, like, like some sort of through line in your opponent's, like... Battlefield where like maybe yeah. they're playing tokens or something like that it will just get rid of all of those as well and like the fact that yes. this is an instant means that you can do it right before your turn so you can really just like wait and hold out until mm -hmm. you find the opportunity that you're mm -hmm. like all right I can do an alpha strike without if they just didn't have their you know their elves or their goblins um, and I think that this works really well in that a couple other things to keep just a couple of things to keep yeah. in mind if your opponents are using are, are trying to protect their creatures or specifically their commander by bouncing it back to their hand you're catching it anyway because once it once they finish that then sabo's decree goes off and it gets it out of their hand anyway um the other part is even if your opponents aren't playing typal decks pick human mm you're probably going to get two creatures off the board just by accident. Oh, and they have to reveal their hand. So now you see everything in their hand. It's like, oh, I didn't get a, didn't get a human, but I see you've got a couple of removal spells, and I see you've got this, that, or whatever else in your hand. Great, thanks. I'll, I'll keep that in mind for the rest of the game. It does work even, even when you're not, even when nobody you're playing against is running typo. Oh, for sure. So. And I think, too, uh, this works really well in, uh, like, Aristocrats. I think that, uh, 
like the fact that you can use this on yourself um, mm -hmm. is dangerous uh, in those types of decks because they really do amplify bad cards. Uh, and I think that if you're looking to change up, you know, your typical suite of removal spells, especially board wipes, in like a Tesa deck, like this, this might go in my new Tesa deck. Uh huh. It's a it is a good card. I just I really like it. The the only trick, six mana as an instant, it's not so much a trick. You're not <laughs> right. really surprising anybody holding up six mana. So. Unless it's late game, and then people think that you just have a handful yeah. of lands. So, yeah. uh, I, I think it's great. Uh, Andy, what do you got? Well, that one is in 365 decks. All right. Um, my first card is Reaping the Graves for black and two generic. It's an instant, and it says return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. And it has Storm. Which says when you play this spell, copy for each spell played before <laughs> this turn, you may choose two new targets for the copies. Ooh, um, I missed this one. <laughs> it's uh, it was first printed in Scourge, thirty-seven cents. It's currently in a thousand fifty-seven decks. Um, okay. This card doesn't need much explanation other than like if you're playing very low to the ground, uh, zombies or you know, mono removal. <laughs> uh, it's it's great if you're playing aristocrats uh it's great because because it's an instant you can play it on anybody's turn you can use their like storm is such an ability that like it uses everyone's casting of spells to uh -huh. like really ramp up the amount yeah. of copies you get and for three mana if you can get even two creatures back from the graveyard at instant speed like you like it's it's good you know right uh so like use it on a turn that you know somebody somebody plays like a, a sorcery speed board wipe great you get two cards back out of your graveyard that they just put there um use it on somebody who's like really going off like on that turn you get yeah. like four or five back from your graveyard uh this in a Sir Con Conrad deck, <laughs> just <laughs> you get all yeah. those creatures back and then just ping sure. your opponents. Uh, it's great. Um, I think something to keep in mind with reaping reaping the graves, mm -hmm. a lot like Sabo's decree. The urge is to go for the blowout. Mm. The urge is oh, I'm gonna you know, on on somebody else's turn they play one spell, and. Then they did their combat, and they didn't do any combat tricks, and nothing really happened, and they play a land, and then they just said go. And now it's going to be your turn. Well, like you said, Andy, playing Reaping, of Gra Reaping the Graves there gets you two of, those, two of your creatures back in hand. Now, you, you're picking the best two. Mm. So even if you've got a dozen creatures and you're hoping for a big, huge play, you're getting the two best ones. So, I mean, the longer you wait, the weaker the creature is that you're bringing back to your hand anyway. Um, and it just, you know, so don't, don't be afraid to, you know, to hit this when the storm counts only at one or two. Cause yeah, you know, no, for bringing sure. Three creatures back to your hand is, is nothing to sneeze at. So, yeah. Um, and I think too, like, especially with the more and more like low cost, especially black instance that there are going around that are, Included in a lot of uh, 
black decks like getting the storm count up is going to be easy um this is going to be generally probably being played on other people's turns if only because like if you are taking things out of the graveyard putting them in your hand you're probably not going to have the mana to play them as well um so keep that in mind I think the biggest thing for me is that I need to remember, like, if I have this in hand, I need to remember that it's an instant yeah. rather than a sorcery uh, right. so that I can wait until... Because, like, a lot of these effects uh, of, like, graveyard to hand do see a lot of, like, sorcery printings. Um, but that storm, love it. Yeah, that's very um, nice. Again, this is in 1,057 decks. Um, but what's your next one? My second card... My second card is not even what my what I think is the second best of the bunch, mm-hmm. um, but it's a card I played a lot, um, and I just I want to I want to take advantage of the opportunity to share it with everyone. It's called Agonizing Demise. Now, Agonizing Demise is three in a black. Um, however, it has Kicker of one in a red, so kind of cheating on the black. Instant here, but go with me on this. The card says destroy target non-black creature. It can't be regenerated if this spell was kicked. Agonizing Demise deals damage equal to that creature's power to the creature's controller. Ah, I love this. Um, Four mana is a lot to pay for a removal spell. You can get better removal elsewhere. But I always love being being able to do that if I had to. Or paying the kicker cost in... And going from there. Now, back when I used it more often, it was, um, I tended to uh, um, be going after creatures that had maybe six power, uh, or you were hoping to hit it when somebody put fire breathing on their creature and really ramped it up, especially when they were attacking my opponent, because you could let them hit the opponent for that amount of damage and then hammer and get them back. Um, But uh, nowadays, I mean, you've got Eldra- you've got Eldrazi. Uh, there are plenty of ways to get a pile of damage. So, I mean, especially too, like you know, you said Eldrazi. Like this, <laughs> it seems less than ideal, but this hits indestructible creatures uh, as well. You can't yep. you can't kill them, but nope. uh, you know, say like somebody has you know Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger. Um, a 10-10 indestructible. You're just still hitting them for 10 if you yeah. kick it. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, again, this has the same problem that Sabo's Decree has. It's six. Uh, you're, you're, not, you're not really surprising anybody no. when you've got six open that you're able to do something to their creature. Um, I think the surprise is more, oh, look, I'm killing your creature... And I'm gonna do you. I'm gonna do you a pile of damage on top. Of yeah, it can really change the tide too. With uh, like, if you're down to one another, one other opponent, or it's just the two of you, uh, and mm-hmm. they are like, "All right, I've successfully figured out the math for an alpha strike type thing," and you're getting rid of their largest attacker and bringing their life total down. It's not going to be as big of a, a swing. And, like, it is potentially helping you in your favor. Um, and I always like these these things, too, where, like, you get to do the non-combat damage 
um, especially like late game where it's going to be harder to get through with damage anyway. Um, and for six mana, like you'll have that late game. Um, it's always fun when you get a chance to play this on the final attack mm. when they are about to take you out of the game and they're doing it to make sure you're gone because they know they can't handle the crack back because their life total is just too low. So suddenly six mana, to even though, even if the creature's only got five power, if, if they're down to four life, wow. It's all, it was always a good feeling. So I just wanted to share that and uh, put it out there for everyone else. So I like it. Andy, what's your next card? My second card oh. is... Before oh. we go on, I, I forgot. Agonizing Demise is in 279 decks. Oh, wow. So. Uh, my next card... Uh, is a single black uh, instant called Misinformation. It's in 467 decks. It says, put up to three target cards from an opponent's graveyard on top of their library in any order. Now, I'll I'll read the notes and rules information uh, from Scryfall. It says, uh, you target the cards, not the opponent, which is nice, uh, and you don't need to show the opponent what order you put the cards on top of their library. Uh, also, the fact that they, it says up to three target cards means that they can't like target one with like like a, a exile target card from graveyard to fizzle this. Um, this this can really put your opponents behind uh, or help you out if you have like an alliance with them. Obviously, there's yeah. I I feel like with these episodes, I always talk about the the utility of these cards uh with regards to like politicking of like hey if i put this back on top can you use that meteor golem to destroy this thing type of thing or like help us all out type of thing uh but also like just from a from like kind of a control standpoint or a tempo standpoint like it, it you can put three like put like evolving wilds back on top of their library which is just gonna slow them down uh if they're playing it obviously um you can put like you know what cards are a in their graveyard and b what will what they need you know like if they don't need a land of war elves then great put it on top of their library it's just gonna slow their draws down uh if they don't need three sack lands Exactly. Yeah. Um, so everybody loves hitting three consecutive lands in the late game, right? Uh, I think it's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I like this card from from the control player in me. Uh, I think it's it's very. I think what speaks to me about this card is that it's very uh, different. It's different than what you see on cards nowadays. Yeah, we got right. each one more, unless you pick my final card. I. We'll see. My final card, Urborg Justice. It's black and a black. It says, target opponent sacrifices a creature for each creature put into your graveyard from the battlefield this turn. This is one of those cards that you want to have when you've got an opponent who is playing mass removal on everybody but you. Um, I wish this worked against Cyclonic Rift. It does not. It's not going to the graveyard. But, um, what is it, uh, what's the name of the card? Garrick's 
Garrick's Wave? No. In Garrick's Wake. In Garrick's Wake. Great. So I lost five creatures. Now you get to lose five creatures. I understand why this card doesn't get played more because um, it's very, it's a card you need at the right time in the game. There, a lot of times, there's just not going to be a reason for this. Um, the, I know. Uh, well, yeah. We'll get to the aristocrats in just a moment. Oh, no, um, that's not even what I'm thinking, but go ahead. Oh, but yeah. So when you, you know, this is best suited for decks where you are trying to sacrifice your own cards. Um, I've been working on a Masarek deck recently. Urborg Justice might be uh, something that, that works out really well since I, I expect to be sacking a number of my own creatures. Um, but I know it's niche, and I know that when you're playing against an opponent who is running, if they're running a token deck, they get to pick which creatures die. Yeah. So even if I have five of them that die on that turn, and then I can play Urborg Justice... If I'm getting four four token creatures and one actual creature, it's not quite the hit that you want it to be. But it's also it's only two black in the right decks. Well, it's two. Yeah, exactly. It's two black. So, Andy, what, what? How are you picturing it? How are you picturing using it? So obviously, there's the aristocrat thing. So like, if you're sacrificing your own creatures anyway, yes, then it's great. Yeah. Tombstone stairwell. Yes. Uh, after, because like you can hold priority after it, it, all the the tokens go away, and then bam. Uh, and now again, this is target opponent, so it's not going to be as helpful as like a full board wipe. But you can really hammer down that that problematic opponent. Yeah. Um, but. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, now, be ready, because. Well, now they have that many cards in their graveyard, and they're getting that many more zombie tokens on on the next turn. But ideally, you've got a way to deal. Ideally, you're getting some kind of benefit whenever yeah. their creatures come into play, and whenever your creatures leave. So yeah, it should all work out in the end. Yeah, and like obviously, this with Tombstone Stairwell in our in an mm-hmm. Aristocrats deck, super helpful. Um, but also, yeah, it just. Uh, it will hopefully also just get rid of the problem at some point. Right. So, um, my last card. Uh, uh, hang which, on. Yep. Urborg Justice is in. Where are we here? Come on. 609 decks. There we go. Um, Andy, your last one. My last card, which was not Urborg Justice. Uh, Assassin's Blade. It's from uh, Portal. <laughs> just Portal. Uh, All right. Single black and one generic mana for an instant. It says sorcery on the card, but I swear to you it's an instant. Yes. Uh, It says cast a spell only during the declare attacker step and only if you've been attacked this step. Destroy target non-black attacking creature. Pretty simple. This is kind of the type of card that we were talking about earlier. Um, It's nice because you can't deal with somebody like you can't use this politically like this is a selfish black card um yeah you use this when you're being attacked by non-black creature especially one that you want gone um and for two mana it's pretty good i mean it is just another uh it's 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 a less restrictive you know 
cast down or uh, is it cast down? Yeah, it's like so, yeah. it's kind of like a less restrictive cast down. Sure, the timing's a little wonky, uh, but generally speaking, uh, people are going to be attacking at some point in the game. Um, right. Especially if you're in like a creature heavy meta, uh, and it's pretty easy to hit a non-black creature. And those few times that the black creature is the one that you want dead, uh, I hope you have other answers. I don't know. Like it, that's that's kind of the deal with a lot of these cards. Is like, well, there's always going to be, there's going to be something all the time. There's there's always different things in the way for playing certain cards. So yeah, when you're when you're picking your removal for your deck, don't pick all the removal that has the same limiter. Right. And I think, too, like, it's not so much of a limiter that this is a bad card. Like, I don't know why this doesn't see more play. This seems very good. Um, Because it's not even black-black. It's black and one. So, Mm -hmm. like, it can go in any number of colored decks. Like, Like, one, two, three, four, and five. Like, that's how I see this card. Um, it's currently in 405 decks. Yeah. Which is very low. Um, the other obvious restriction is that you can only play it when you are being attacked. Right. Um, so that's a, that's a strong limitation, especially when you're dealing with, you know, a lot of times the card, you're the creature you're looking to kill is the one that just never attacks. You're never going to be able to block to kill it. So I understand uh, some of the restriction, some of the the reluctance there to run it in their, in your deck, but uh, yeah, no, this is a great card. Um, so that's that's all I got. You got any more that you want to talk about? Any? Uh... I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw two 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 card names out. We're not all even right. gonna discuss them. Simulacrum, love Simulacrum, and Shades Breath. It gives all of your creatures black fire breathing, um, which means that. Uh, or it gives all your creatures black fire breathing, which means that you're swinging with a bunch. Pick the one that gets through, you can pump it. Or pick the one that needs to be bigger to kill off that creature that is blocking that you wanted dead. I love Shade's Breath. Um, and Simulacrum works so well, uh, given we've got so many creatures that are now indestructible. Um, you can always let the damage through, and essentially it, it allows you to uh, um, block more than one creature with the one indestructible creature because that's essentially mm. what's what's happening with simulacrum yeah, yeah. um both fun cards yeah um also great with stuffy doll it's great with brash taunter it's great with uh boros reckoner which i mean if you're playing mm-hmm. uh red white black then this is great um yeah especially especially in red white black where you've got life gain already so like you're not yes. really worried about taking some damage <laughs> um and especially in red where you've got like damage multipliers and right like that. um yeah so that's that's gonna do it for us this week thank you for joining us for an episode of temples treasures uh again uh if you see any temple treasures out there feel free to shoot it in the comments below email us t- uh, tweet at us blue sky at us whatever all that stuff's you'll you'll see at the end of the video um but remember, there's 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 two there's two rules we got. 
printed before 8th edition, under 2,000 decks on DDH Rec. Also, if you see something more recent, let us know. I don't know. Uh, send us cards. We, we love to see them. Uh, but that's all I got for today. You got anything else? Not a thing. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching if you're watching on YouTube, which you damn well should be. Have a great night. We're Temple of Falsebud. We're decks and not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Uh, thank you again. Have a great night. Play some magic for me, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye! Wait, wait. Before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at Mana Burned, and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!